Fallen asleep at a weird time or right in the middle of something. I have the funniest picture of Isaac as a little kid at Disney World. He fell asleep mid lick while eating a lollipop. It was so cute. I actually fell asleep while driving my car home late one night. Totally crashed. That was a bad one. Let's play the wake up game. Wake up. Wake up. Wakey, waking. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. For this game, you're going to pretend to be asleep on the job. Can you guess from the sounds you hear what your job is before someone wakes you up? For example, if you heard ballet music and an audience clapping, you might guess you're a ballerina. Can you imagine falling asleep mid-twirl or plie? That would be bad. Okay, here we go. Guess your job before you get woken up. It's too easy. He's a smart big fish. He's down under the boat. Hey, you! Wake up! Did you guess you were a sailor on a fishing boat? For your safety, you remain seated with your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the rocket and watch your children. Did you guess you were a roller coaster attendant? Wide open enclosure. I'm telling you, this could be the San Diego Zoo. Wake up, darling. Did you guess you were a zookeeper? Did you guess you were a policeman? Wake up! Did you guess you were a lifeguard? So, what does being awake have to do with Come Follow Me this week? Well, remember last week, Lehi and his family made it to the promised land. Well, Lehi was getting old. He knew he would die soon. So he gathered his family around him to give them his very last words of advice. Let's listen to what Lehi told Laman and Lemuel. Can you guys hear when he says the words, awake? Why did you call for us, father? Yes, sit down, please. Laman and I have hunting to do, father. The hunting can wait, Lemuel. Sit down, boys. Well, all right, Father, but we can't stay long. Your father is growing old. Just a few more days now, and I will go the way of all men. I have seen the glory of the Lord, and I feel that I am encircled eternally in the arms of his love. Well, then you have nothing to fear, Father. But Laman and Lemuel, my heart has been weighted down with sorrow because of the hardness of your hearts. Oh, Father, we don't have time to listen to this. Layman, listen to me. I have seen in a vision the awful destruction of Jerusalem. 
How is it possible for you to see Jerusalem? The Lord showed it to me in a vision. Do you still deny the power of God, layman? Have you forgotten how merciful the Lord has been? Can you remember some of the miracles God has shown unto us? I don't know, Father. Do you mean the compass, the Liahona? Yes. Well, Lemuel and I did see an angel once. The Lord gave us food, protected us from our enemies, and the Lord has given us this land of promise. The Lord is merciful. Remember how many times he has forgiven you and me. We must learn and not do the same things over and over. Awake, my sons. Put on the armor of righteousness. Rebel no more against your brother Nephi. Our brother Nephi seeks power and authority over us. No, layman. Your brother seeks your own eternal welfare. Is that why he speaks to us as if he were our older brother instead of our younger brother? The Spirit of the Lord opened his mouth and commanded him to speak unto you. Therefore, rebel no more against your brother Nephi. Yes, well, we must return to our bow-making. Let's go, Lemuel. Oh, layman. Layman. really loved his sons. He wanted what was best for them. He told them to keep the commandments and they would be blessed. He also told them to awake and arise from the dust and hear the words of a trembling parent. Awake, my sons, and put on the armor of righteousness. Why did he keep telling them to wake up? It's not like they were asleep all the time. He meant to wake up to spiritual things. Lehi described Laman and Lemuel as being in a deep spiritual sleep, bound by the chains of the devil. He said that they should make their spirituality their number one priority over worldly pleasures. So for example, do you guys have like a scripture reading chart, something that keeps track of your studies every day? Well, does your life ever get so busy that you don't even realize that you've missed a day or two? And then when suddenly you look at your chart, you realize, whoa, I've missed a bunch of days reading my scriptures. So we need to make sure Satan doesn't trick us into being in a spiritual deep sleep. We need to shake off whatever spiritual chains we have in our lives, anything that distracts us and keeps us from Heavenly Father. Game time! Have you guys ever played the opposite game? We're going to say 30 words in 30 seconds. After we say each word, you have one second to say its opposite. See if you can say the opposite before we say the next word. So if we said sweet, you would say sour. Easy enough. Let's play the opposite game. Expensive, dirty, single, safe, right, rich, open, new, Many, light, interesting, hot, high, long, loud, early, easy, near, fat, young, 
wide, wet, warm, tight, thick, soft, smooth, tall, strong, heavy, happy, good. Lehi's final message to his family have to do with opposites. Well, Lehi taught that God's plan has opposition in all things. So good versus evil, right versus wrong, light versus dark, obedience versus rebellion, happiness versus misery. Heavenly Father lets each of us choose. It's part of his plan for us called agency. Let's listen as Lehi explains it. Well, young Jacob, your father is old and will soon die. I want to give you a blessing before I leave you. I pray that you will not leave me soon, father. I pray that God will prolong your life. Jacob, you were my firstborn son in the wilderness. You suffered many hardships. But the Lord has blessed me more. Yes, Jacob, even in your youth you saw the glory of the Lord. You have seen that the Redeemer of all mankind will come and bring salvation to all men who believe in him. And you know good from evil, don't you, Jacob? Yes, Father, because you taught me since I was a little boy to know good. Now, Jacob, just as there is good and evil, so also is there opposition in all things. There must be opposition in all things. Otherwise, there would be no good nor bad, neither happiness nor misery. Without opposition, man could not experience pleasure or pain. Father, you know that I've seen the glory of God. I know good from evil. Blessed are you, Jacob. You shall dwell in peace with Nephi. We are free to choose good or evil, happiness or misery. With God's help, I will choose good, Father. Look to the Savior of the world and choose eternal life. I will, Father. I promise you. Lehi taught Jacob how Jesus Christ saved us all from physical death and from spiritual death, which is the separation from the presence of God. Because of Jesus, we are free to choose liberty and eternal life. That's right. Lehi's family is now in a new land full of new possibilities. The choices they make in this new place will be important for their success and happiness. How does the adversary try to weaken or destroy your agency? Well, one thing is by getting us addicted to bad things, so we no longer have the power to say no to them. And also by having us use our agency unwisely to choose sin instead of choosing the right. How does the Savior help you choose liberty and eternal life? Verse 27. Wherefore men are free according to the flesh, and they are free to choose liberty and eternal life through the great mediator of all men, or 
to choose captivity and death according to the captivity and power of the devil. My sons, I would that ye should look to the great mediator and be faithful unto his words and choose eternal life according to the will of his Holy Spirit. All right, we're going to illustrate this verse through a game. So let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather be a wild orca that lives with its family and can swim 30 to 40 miles a day, playing and hunting with them, exploring and diving 100 to 500 feet in the deep ocean every day with all the amazing ocean creatures? Or would you rather be a captive orca stuck in the same small boring shallow pool all day by yourself day after day eating frozen fish for the rest of your life would you rather be a free elephant living in a big happy elephant family with close-knit social bonds walking freely through the wild savanna and living till you're 70 years old or would you rather be a captive elephant all alone taken from your family chained inside of a small concrete pen, only eating dried hay with nothing new ever to do again besides standing around. Oh, and you'll only live half as long as if you were in the wild. Would you rather be a free lizard roaming from tree to tree in the Amazon rainforest, eating whatever yummy bugs and exotic flowers you want, roaming wherever you want, and having a good time? Or would you rather be a captive lizard stuck in a small glass tank with nothing but a plastic rock and frozen crickets to eat for the rest of your life. Oh, but don't worry. 75% of reptiles die within a year of becoming a pet. So even if your life in captivity is awful, at least it will be over quickly. Isaac, let's talk about the freedom of commandments versus the captivity of sin. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I think it's obvious. Like, that game, I bet we all picked when the animals were free and happy. Because, like, no one wants to be chained up. And that's what Satan wants us to have because that's what he has. He is sad because he rebelled against Jesus Christ. And he was punished severely for that. But Satan wants us to live miserably because he lives miserably. Yeah, that's exactly what Lehi says, because he says everyone's free to make choices, good choices or bad choices. And if you follow Jesus, you'll have freedom and happiness. And if you follow Satan, you'll have captivity and death. So sometimes the world tries to make us feel like commandments are restrictive, like, oh, you can't watch shows that are bad or, oh, you can't say these words or, oh, you can't drink this or drink that. Well, guess what? If we do those things, you're captive by sin. One of my really good friends passed away this last week because she was captive to drinking and she drank alcohol and broke the word of wisdom and eventually it hurt her body enough that her body couldn't fight it anymore and she died. She was captive to the alcohol. So sometimes people think following a commandment is restrictive and it's something you can't do. But actually, Heavenly Father gives us those commandments 
to keep us free from the bad effects of sin from following Satan. Listeners, how is sin like a chain for you? And how does Jesus help us shake off the chains of sin? Hi, my name is Maggie and I am from Texas. Sin is like a chain because when you make a mistake and it's a really bad mistake, it feels like you have a chain on your back. How does Jesus help you shake off the chain? He helps you by saying, repent to you. And then if you do repent, he takes the chain off of you. And you feel better. My name is Jack. I'm eight years old and I live in Texas. Jack, how is sin like a chain? It's like a chain because when you make a mistake, it's your chain to your mistake. And how does Jesus help you break those chains? When you repent, it's like cutting the chains off. And then you free. What if we've been in for one in Carolina? Uh, like they get you stuck, you can't move, and you can't get out by walk. You can get out by just make them slip off. My name is Emma, and I'm from Texas. Sin is like a chain because it weighs us down. Emma, how does Jesus help you shake off your chains? He helps me shake off the chains because when I say sorry, he helps me feel better. I love Jesus. Goodbye. I testify that Jesus Christ makes us free. Sometimes we make a sin, but if we repent, Jesus Christ can take away those chains and give us a new start and help us keep his commandments. I promise you guys that if you follow the commandments, listen to what Lehi said, listen to what your parents say, following Jesus Christ will make you free. It will make you happy. It's when you don't follow the commandments that you get chained up with the weight of sin. All right, let's finish with some words from our prophet, Russell M. Nelson. To prepare to meet God, one keeps all of his commandments. It takes faith to obey them, and keeping his commandments will strengthen that faith. Obedience allows God's blessings to flow without constraint. He will bless his obedient children with freedom from bondage and misery, and he will bless them with more light. For example, one keeps the word of wisdom knowing that obedience will not only bring freedom from addiction, but it will also add blessings of wisdom and treasures of knowledge. I testify that God is our Father. Jesus is the Christ. His church has been restored to the earth. His truth, covenants, and ordinances enable us to overcome fear and face the future with faith. Hey, it's been a while since we've given away a prize. What we're going to do is we want you to leave us a review. Hopefully five stars. We will select one review at random in the month of February to send you a prize. And then we'll also select one of our previous reviews and send them a prize as well. So if you've already left us a review, don't worry, you're still entered in this competition. But all of our new listeners, if you'll leave us a review, you might win. 
a super fantastic prize. Because what if leaves us, someone leaves us a lame review? And then we if you leave prize. us a lame review, we're not sending you a prize. Dun, dun, dun. Wah, wah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And until next time. Stay, Stay on, on the, the continent. continent.